welcome to the Champagne Lounge. My guest on today's episode of the podcast is the amazing Simone Isles, who I have known now for, I'm going to say the best part of 10 years uh, in our varying business journeys. And she is an incredible member of the Champagne Lounge that shows up with joy and sparkle almost every week to the conversations. Welcome to the podcast, Simone. Thanks for having me back. I'm so excited to be here chatting to you. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now, you and I have known each other, as I said, a good part of a decade. Your business journey has gone through multiple different businesses and startups in that time to land where you are now. Tell us a little bit about you and your business journey up until this point. Okay, so I am an entrepreneur and I accidentally started a startup back in 2010, I'm going to say, 365 Cups. It was an order ahead app. I started that with my mate who is a developer, so very happy accident. We were housemates at uni. We're really good buddies. And I actually wanted to open a cafe because my son was sick, so I knew I was never going back to work. And we decided to make the app and did that and did lots of cool stuff, like did Springboard. I think that's where we met. And then um, travelled the world, met Sir Richard Branson, did a tour of Silicon Valley and then I, um, I'm regionally based. I'm based in, I was based in Wagga in regional New South Wales and kind of got the startup bug. And I created a co-working space because I don't know, I was sick of working in my lounge room where I am right now. So I um, wanted to kind of get out of the house and grow up and do all that. So that was heaps of fun too. And then I sold both the businesses and had another baby who was born as a micro pram. And was pretty like exhausted and burnt out. So I'm like, I'm never doing any of that again. That was great, but I need a rest. And had a bit of a rest and got a job. I worked as a financial counsellor. I'm currently living on the far south coast. So we were, you know, the, the bushfires, the black summer bushfires were in our backyard. So I decided to do, when Jet was about 18 months old, 2019, um, I decided... I wanted to do something. I didn't want to work yet. I was having, I was recovering. <laughs> and um, Your burnout's I, real. It's real. It takes a long time to recover. It takes a long time <laughs> to recover. Yep. So um, I just wanted to spend some time with her and do the mum thing. And, you know, then the bushfires came and COVID, but that's a whole other story. But I am a big personal finance geek and a big Scott Pape fan. I was actually listening to a podcast with Scott Pape and Will Anderson um, because to be a financial counsellor you have to go to TAFE and then you have to do eight weeks of prac. And I'm like, I'm not going to do prac and that's stupid and boring. And then I heard Scott Pape talk about how he did his prac and he went into the Victorian prisons, the women prisons, and met with women who um, had you know, pretty horrific lives and committed, you know, they committed crimes, but nothing like, and at the same time, we're just going through the Banking Royal Commission. So we've got people that committed massive fraudulent crimes during the Royal Commission that never stood inside a police station. Mm. And then we've got these women in jail that have lost their kids because they did, there's a $4,000 offence. So I finished walking and listening to that podcast and I came home and I enrolled in TAFE. (laughs) Because I'm like, 
I feel mad to like complain. So um, I did TAFE and then, yeah, this, the black, the, the fires came and then there was a, a call out for financial counsellors to help businesses impacted by the fires. I live in a very, I live in a teeny tiny town, but it's a very tourist town. We are 100 k's north of the Victorian border. So we have a lot of people come up from Victoria. You know, I think it was, everyone was told to evacuate. It was horrific. And yeah, and then and then COVID came. So that was like, you know, a whole other, we all know what COVID is, so we don't yeah. need to go about it, go on about it. And then I um I went up and did a stint in the northern rivers of New South Wales after the floods. And I worked in the recovery centre there. So that was amazing, but it was also quite it was full on and I needed a break from that as well. So I was in the Northern Rivers and it was actually back, I reckon it was this time today last year, mm. 21st of August. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if well, everyone will remember that. Um, Hannah Devine called out Lizzo for having some lyrics in her song. I think she used the term spaz. Um, as a mum of a child who's disabled, that stuff doesn't really worry me anymore. I've done a lot of work, but I felt like... Um, Beyonce also had something similar um, a few weeks or months earlier. Lizzo, to her credit, and both and Beyonce changed their lyrics. So I felt like I had something to say about that. So I opened up my voice memo and I started recording, which um, has turned into my podcast. Yeah. And from that um and all along during that journey, all along since my son was born, I guess, I've had this inkling to do something and give back to the disability space. I wanted it to be something entrepreneurial and empowering um, and something that was commercial. Uh, there's a massive untapped invisible economy and a massive opportunity in the disability space. And I'm not saying that as in let's take advantage of people with disabilities. What I mean by that is people with disabilities are people like you and me. They have money. They like to spend it. They like stuff like they like going to the cafe, um, you know, so no one really markets to them. And, and with that and with my background, I probably should say I am a graphic designer as well and I've worked in marketing and PR before startup life and babies. But there's no um, people in the media or advertising or marketing, people with disabilities. We have one in five Australians um, with a disability, yet we do not see that represented in the media. Mm. And through these conversations and through the podcast and just speaking to so many people, I found out very quickly that the advertising and marketing industry is busting to engage with people with disabilities, but they just don't know how. So with my business experience and my life experience, I can kind of converge those two and act as a concierge and have conversations with people. And yeah, we've been doing that. We officially launched in July, which is Disability Pride Month, and yep. we have been working our little butts off ever since. And by we, I mean me. <laughs> That was a very long intro there, sorry. <laughs> you know what, no, it, it's wonderful because actually in, in doing that and sharing to the detail that you did, it's very clear that, um, you know, t I'm going to say the word typical entrepreneur because none of us are typical, right? It's mm -hmm. it's that we found a problem, we've sol we kind of solved it. We found people, we want to help people, we have been impacted by things in our lives and that's how we evolve and do things and strive for more. And even when you get to the point of going, right, Mal, 
well, done. You can still get dragged back into it for the <laughs> one of the better good, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a really good way. I feel like I, I'm kind of kicking myself because I did ignore that niggle for so long. And when I kind of surrendered is a, the only way I can explain it. I feel like um, everything has been easy, which I don't want, I don't want to be, it hasn't been easy. I've been working my ass off, but yeah. as in the people are coming to me, that the conversations that need to be have are being had. Um, it feels like the project is bigger than me and it's leading me and it feels like, everything I've ever been through has led to this and it feels right and it feels good, which is mm. awesome, exhilarating and also really weird. So I've yeah. just surrendered and I'm just all in. So it's all happening. I love that because you're in flow, right? Like you've taken all yes. of the lessons and all yes. of that life experience to land somewhere. And I was talking to someone else about this earlier. It was, it was a case of it feels very magical to feel yes like to feel normal we were talking in a health perspective of you know when you don't have the aches and pains and when you haven't you know uh got that sort of bloating feeling from a health perspective that's normal like not having that stuff is normal but making it feel normal because it's just what you're used to is not so necessarily it's normal so I think you can make business easy like you really yes if you're in flow and you've you're doing it with the right intentions and doing the right work at the right time. Sure, it's got a lot, you've got a lot of work to do, but it can feel really rewarding and really easy, which I yeah. think, yeah, yeah. And I can see it. I can see it through your work in terms of what you're doing and the impact that you're having in terms of feeling it and being so in line with the vision and the mission of what you're trying to achieve here that everyone's jumping on board, which is why it's feeling easy because they get it and you get it and yeah. it's making it easy for them. Um, yeah. One of the things that I know is always an interesting piece to do from a business perspective is join two demographics or two areas where they don't understand each other, right? Like, mm -hmm. like business owners and website developers or videographers and the clients. There's always someone in the middle that doesn't quite understand the briefing process. How are you navigating that as a, as a mum and an advocate for um, having disabilities shown in the media and marketing against big corporates, because I know you're working with some big organizations now that are wanting to have that conversation, but could possibly be quite archaic on the inside, if that's the right word to use in terms of how they move and, and navigate those conversations. How are you balancing that? That's a great question and something I have to think about every day. And we've got a really big project in the pipeline now and the only way to manage that is to manage people's expectations including my own so when we pitch or people come to us brands come to us we have a conversation so we we curate our own shoots we do them independently and you know the simple way to put it is instead of doing a shoot in one day over 12 hours we'll do it over three days and our disinfluencers, the talent, if they need support workers, if they have any special dietary requirements, like we just do all that and there's no crazy pressure and we take our time and that's that's the way it has to be done. And I think the brands really love that because they didn't know that or didn't quite understand that, but to man I can manage that because I understand disability. So I I solve that massive problem for them. So they're really happy. And we just have the conversations of 
you know, how it will be and, and how we do it. And I've been really, I'm going to say lucky. It's really um, interesting for a brand, including we've worked with some pretty big brands to just kind of hand over, you know, they, they shoot in-house, they've got their own teams, they've got stylists, photographers, studios, and we're, you know, booking an Airbnb and bringing in, you know, our own crew. So they've been very brave in believing in us but I think now you can see our results speak for themselves and we do give back that incredible work and I think it's because of managing their expectation of you know trust us let us do it our way and you'll get the magic and they have so yeah. That's amazing and it is so important to set those expectations up front regardless of what industry you're in right it's setting them up so that you're not setting yourself up to fail yeah I think is one of the big the big things there the champagne lounge isn't just a podcast it's an instant digital community for ambitious businesswomen and entrepreneurs like you wanting more connection community and celebration so wherever you are in the world whatever stage of business you're at if you're looking for that ultimate female cheer squad of like-minded women head over to thechampagnelounge.com to come and join us did touch on the the brand name of what you're doing now and disinfluencer where did that word come from like you know when creating something creating a brand tell me the story behind it okay I can take no credit for it (laughs) (laughs) I have um an amazing business coach Jen Harwood and I was when I was doing the podcast and I wanted to I actually wanted to create a marketplace I'm still going to create my marketplace just not Mm -hmm. yet and there were all these moving parts within the marketplace. There was, um, I was calling it an everything place, which was just confusing. So we had products and services made by people with disabilities, made for people with disabilities, like really kind of niche down to that segment. Mm. And then we had, I had influencers and she's like, hmm. And, you know, just like I've told you then, I'm like, there's only a handful of influencers in Australia that have a disability that have a massive following. But I'm like, like what I said to you before, like there's lots of people with disabilities who, you know, brush their hair and use toothpaste and eat food. Like, you know, just like everyone else. Everyone else. Yeah. So I was kind of explaining the concept of what we're doing. And she's like that stop. That's what you start with. She goes, I know you want to do all those things and you can, but let's just start with one thing. And she's like, you should call it disinfluencer. So uh, we were literally talking. I had like the, I'm kind of getting the chills now because it was like, wow, yes. And I was like mm. literally like opened another window registering the domain. And the reason why I love the name so much is it's not, this isn't for disability, this is for disruption. So we want to take disability mainstream. We want to disrupt what you think is possible. So it was just like, one of those things that was just like, yes, and you could feel it in your bones. It was like, again, one of those magical things of how it just landed so perfectly. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. And Jen is an absolute genius, right? I love love her. She's been in both our worlds for a while. And in in terms of of that, and again, it just, it's the feeling easy thing, right? It's falling into place because it feels so right. And it's taking you so long to get to where you are now in your experience to start something new is scary though isn't it starting something brand uh, new and yeah. doing this again you and I are both in that boat of going 
We've done successful businesses. We've sold areas of it. We've had the time to rest, but there's something else calling us. Starting something from scratch for the business owners that are listening going, this all sounds great, but I haven't, I, I don't know. Like, am I scrambling at nothing? You know, what does it feel like on the back end when you're starting something from new and it looks so good and amazing and it still feels right, but isn't necessarily moving as fast as you want it to move? I think it's harder and I'll explain why. Because when yeah. you start, you have no idea. So you don't, you, you have like maybe no expectations, but you just say yes and you do stuff and you figure it out. You still do that now, but you don't know the bad stuff like how things take so long and you know competitors steal your domain names like I don't know there's some stories there but I think for me jumping back in and that's why you know I've been connecting with a few you know with Jen and you know with the Champagne Lounge putting myself out there to get those networks again but also so many things have changed. I sound like an old person and I've always <laughs> kind of had my finger on the pulse for tech and marketing, but just when I was burnt out, I deleted my LinkedIn, deleted, like didn't Whoa. rest at all, whatever, like gone. So I had to get a LinkedIn account and I've got maybe 80 followers. I had 5,000. I had I had oh, all the things, everyone. right? All the yeah. contacts, all my articles, all the things. Same with Instagram. So I deleted all of it and then, um, yeah, so now I have to like come back and start from zero. So it's hard. It's hard. And Instagram, I was just saying today in our, in our group call, like Instagram, I thought Instagram would be the place for me to play and it it is but I'm getting more traction on LinkedIn. But like that's the only way I can explain it. It's changed. Like LinkedIn is like a different planet from what I remember right LinkedIn's like I'm gonna again sound really old it's like Facebook but in a good way like the reach is crazy and someone said to me and I really again when I had to surrender someone was saying to me if I really wanted to create that impact I had to be on LinkedIn and I I resisted because I'm like oh you know there's so much to do and then you know managing the platforms and creating the content it's just like more stuff you know so um, I'm very conscious this time in about setting those boundaries and setting those kind of work limits for myself and not just doing all the things for the sake of doing them like it has to be meaningful and create some kind of impact so yeah it's been really interesting to kind of dive back in and have to kind of remember the few things I know but also have a very open mind that it's just such a different landscape and I might that sounds quite dramatic so you know when I was I had my daughter and I was in like my mum bubble and COVID so I kind of unplugged from social media and I turned into a bread baker and I used to walk every day, you know, and, I, you know, the kids were homeschooled. So I was not doing nothing, like it was hectic and I was studying TAFE. So that's kind of where I gave my time. But coming back in from what I where I left it to where it is now, it's, it's like a different world. So, yeah, there's lots to learn. I've been doing heaps of really, again, through the networks, you know, meeting people and doing like little mini challenges and and listening to heaps of podcasts and and I'm selling now to enterprise business and I'm speaking to CMOs and that's you know they're not on Instagram they're not going to find me on Instagram it's a you know I have to pitch I have to sell there's just it's just a completely different ball game which is amazing but also like oh my god 
Yeah. so different yeah yeah so it's, it's oh, what I'm hearing there is it's actually being really intentional about where you put your energy yeah you know not trying to be all things to all people but actually going this is what I'm trying to achieve this is where they are this is what I'm going to have to do and stay really quite blinkered and focused on yeah those tasks that are going to have the impact that you want them to have yeah and you ha- but you have to kind of go through that I'm going to say like a startup term that trough of sorry you have to try things that you know don't work to know like it's from what doesn't work that leads you to what you should be doing. So um, I feel like now, especially with my podcast, it's on a bit of a pause. I'm going to rebrand it and change it. I've done, um, I've been listening to, there's a term, it's Ed Sheeran. (laughs) It's a thing called 10,000 hours. And he talks about how, you know, I definitely haven't done 10,000 hours. Even my podcast at the start, it's it's still got room for improvement, right? But it's about... You don't get better until you do those 10,000 shit hours, you know. Or yeah. I always find when people recommend a podcast to me, it's usually around episode 150. I'm only up to episode 35 of mine. So, um, you know, back to that, uh, you know, no one knows who I am and no one um, might be listening, but I'm still doing it to get better for episode 150. And then, you know, when people find me, like I do, I find a podcast, I'll listen to a few and then I go back to the start. And I'm not there to judge the quality or the audio. I'm there for the content. And it's usually pretty mm. good, even if it's a bit rough at the start. So I'm really Gotta inspired. Start somewhere. By that. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Gotta start somewhere. And it's that grit and that determination just to keep going, keep trying, keep learning. Yeah. And yeah. all of those things we do as entrepreneurs. And one of the things that you know that I love to do and I encourage you to do regularly is to celebrate the milestones in business and and market and pat yourself on the back and cheer along what are the things that in this new business for you have been the things that you've wanted to celebrate and what are you aiming to celebrate next so i'm doing your champagne thing and i am following the profit first um, model as well mm-hmm. so i've got um i'm actually going on a retreat next week um going away to Byron so I've already marked out two or three um, retreats over the year to kind of unplug and do that that stuff yeah and then I I do little rewards and I have little stretch goals so um, I've got a project that I'm kind of waiting to find out about you know I'm just waiting for the email yes or no so I think if we get that gig, you'll hear me scream. If we're able to nudge <laughs> Sydney, you'll hear me. The whole world will hear me. So <laughs> look forward to it. Definitely really taking the time now to actually, I, I'm. what I'm going to say is today when I finish this and I go and get my daughter, I'm actually going to go and buy a bottle of champagne because the fact that this email even landed in my inbox is a win. So whether or not we get the gig, doesn't matter. So I'm really going to take time now to celebrate all those little things along the way because they all lead to the big things and the fact that I feel like we're really making momentum and just having conversations with people and kind of having the awareness of who we are and what we do now is I get so many incredible emails and DMs from other parents and stuff so I feel like you know I'm not going to take that for granted I'm really I'm really trying to celebrate that every moment um, even though nothing big or special is happening. I love that. I love that so much. And 
I can't wait for that email to land in your inbox. I've got all the feels for you. I know it's going to happen. And one of the things that just cropped into my brain, which another one of our members mentioned in one of the calls probably about a month ago now, was when you get those text messages and those emails that come through and have the really good feedback, she said she screenshots them and she takes photos of the little cards or the little notes that people leave her in terms of presents or at a retreat when you get those feedback forms and things. And she saves them all into an album. So that if she's having a really low day, all the good positive vibes and all the impact that she's had in the work that she's done is all in one album. So now's your chance to start that album on your phone and you know, screenshot those things and have them there. Well, you've actually just reminded me of something else, Beck. So I can see your champagne behind you. So I've got a thing where, um, and I'm going to, I'm going to start doing this. I've got, um, when you, you do the, the post-it notes, but another mm. thing, I don't know who you told me about this. I've got a few, when you cork, like take the cork and write on the cork and put it in like a little vase and then you collect all the corks. Oh. One of, of our uh, mutual friends posted about that online. I think it was El- Elise. I think her name was Elise. And she posted, I think we must be both connected. But yes, to put, I, I wish I had all the corks still to actually write. That's one of the things I regret not doing. I can probably tell you what all the bottles are for, but I've only just started keeping the bottles to make my own champagne courtyard when I eventually get to doing the gardening outside. Um, but collecting those corks and having that as a reminder and marking on the bottom. So I too am going to start that. I think that's fabulous. Yeah. I think yeah. Um, with my kids, the collecting the bottles might be a bit how you're going, but definitely keeping <laughs> sure. the corks and having them in a beautiful, like I'll buy something beautiful and have it like on my desk so it's there. So it's like really present in my day-to-day work. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I think that's fabulous. I love that. And I think, you know, I'm going to end the episode right on that note of pure celebration and joy and marking those moments and striving and keep it going in terms of you in flow and just celebration and mark the micro moments along the way. So yeah. Amazing. Oh, Simone, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, um, I'm going to link all of your things, the podcast, your website, all in the show notes. People can come and find you. Um, I love that you're a beautiful active member inside the champagne lounge and that you've jumped on to have a chat today. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day thanks for listening to the champagne lounge podcast if you'd love to be part of our thriving global community head over to the to join us